What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I'm doing my first ever contest for this podcast. All you need to do is to enter in this podcast is three things. Subscribe to the channel, leave a five-star review, and also write a review. Uh, it's going to be starting with this episode with Jake Marconi all the way down to the end of September. What I'll do is I'll pick someone at random, and you'll be getting free some free Type 1 Lifting gear. So all you need to do, like I said before, subscribe to the channel leave a five-star review, and also write a review. Best of luck, guys. Super excited for this episode. Have a good one. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a very exciting guest, um, a grid athlete and co-owner of the South South Beach Palms, Briley Hansen. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for doing this, by the way. I'm like really interested about about when uh, when Hannah Hardy told me about you. I was like, okay, I got to get her on. I got to get you oh, on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So um, I, I want to get into like obviously the grid stuff and like how to be a co-owner, co-owner and stuff like that. But before we do that, I kind of want to like, you know, learn about like your upbringing. Like wh- what did you do for sports when you were younger till, till, till you got to like you are now? Right. So I was a gymnast growing up, like very high level gymnast from for 15 years um, since I was four till I graduated high school. Um, I actually went to college for gymnastics, didn't do so hot, kind of failed out of that. Um, so after gymnastics, it's, it's crazy because you go from like working out to four to six hours a day. Uh, you know, then when like, it kind of like, when you get cut off, it's like, wh- like, what do you do? You know? So I didn't actually do much for like s- six or seven months. Um, I kind of played that college life for a little bit. And then I was like, you know, I can't do this anymore. Like every day of my life, like I had some sort of physical activity and it just got to the point where I was like, it was just a drag for myself to not do anything. Um, and someone introduced me to CrossFit and I did my first, my very first CrossFit workout it was just like a small little, this was back in 2012. Um, it was like a front squat. We did it in a park. It was like a front squat sprint lunge workout. And I puked after like eight minutes. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, let's keep going. Very so cool. I, yeah, I ended up going to, I mean, this is back in the day. So I mean, a lot of people can say they went to regionals, you know, but like back in the day, yeah, I went to regionals in 2013 and 2014 on a team. Um, and I've just done CrossFit since then. Um, and I've been with the Florida Grid League since they started season one. So yeah. Yeah. So what, obviously like what made you after you threw up, made you kind of want to stick with doing CrossFit? Like, was there like it, like thinking like I can get better at this or what, what was your thoughts going through the whole process? Yeah. So I think just the challenge in itself, like as a high level gymnast, like learning a new skill is like very frustrating and it takes like a lot of time, but you like, you have like, once you start it or like, once you have like that vision, like I'm going to get that you're going to do it. And it's like, you just like, it sucks at first. And so that's kind of how I felt after that first workout. I was like, this sucks, but like, I'm going to get better at it. Like, this is what I, this is now what I want to get better at, you know? So just a gymnast mentality of like not being able to do something well and like working to get to it, to like be good at it. So, yeah. Yeah. So obviously being a gymnast, you have, what was the, how was the transition from being a gymnast to getting into like CrossFit gymnastics? Um, that is where, especially high level gymnasts have like a very 
like good advantage. Um, so cause obviously like I got a muscle up on my first try, like learning how to do butterfly, like butterfly, uh, chest to bar, butterfly, anything, um, like that stuff all came easy, you know, whereas like, that's usually the hardest, that's what most people like work for like 10 years and they are barely getting like butterfly pull-ups, you know? So it's like just having like the, the body awareness to be able to do that stuff in the first place, like first try, um, has a huge, huge advantage. So anything gymnastics, I'm like awesome at, um, it was like the weightlifting. So I'd never like lifted a barbell much, you know, like every now and again, we would do like some bench, we would like go into like a globo gym and do like some bench press, but, um, it was like cleaning and snatching where it was like super hard for me to be like, Whoa, like this is, this is crazy. So, and, uh, that took me the longest to figure out, but I think I'm there. Yeah. So were a lot of people like pissed off at you that you were getting all these gymnastic, like feats done first before they they did can you just started no I don't think so most of the time it was like people asking me to help them because like CrossFit it was 2012 you know CrossFit was like just barely kind of starting so it was more like whoa like you could do that like help me you know um (laughs) now I now I think it's at the point where it's super competitive and if you can get something before somebody they've been working on it for a couple years like, like that's when they start getting pissed but it wasn't the competitiveness nature of it wasn't as high back then it was still kind of like helping more so than competing against this person next to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you went to regionals. So what, mm-hmm. what was the change of like, from you being like a beginner CrossFitter to being like, Hey, I could actually, you know, do something with this. Um, what do you mean? Well, so for regionals, like, like I said, when I went to regionals, like regional level athletes now are a lot different than they were back in 2012. Like the regionals I was going to like the very first regionals, like girls were doing their first muscle up like at regionals, you know? So it's like, it was very different. Um, but just like seeing the other teams that had been there and like the girls that were getting their first muscle ups and I already had them like with ease, you know, it was just something that was like, this is cool. Like watching the individuals. It was like, I feel like I could be at that level. If I like really like push for this, like, I think I could get there. Cause I'm already like a lot higher than a majority of these athletes that are here. So Yeah. 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 Very cool. And so how did you get connected with the team? Was it like from your box or was it like from like people from like other gyms in the town at all? Or like, how did you guys connect? Yeah, it was, it was all from the same box. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So when did you get involved with grid? Um, the very first season, um, th- that was very random. It was like a friend of a friend's who had like met the commissioner to start like this grid thing called grid six. And he was like, Hey, you want to play? this thing and I was like I don't know what you're talking about but sure (laughs) like (laughs) like he couldn't nobody could really explain it back then but it was like uh, it started as like a smaller like grid six where there was only three guys and three girls on a team um before they got to like the full-blown teams they are now um so it was just a friend of a friend that said hey you want to play with us and I said yeah (laughs) very cool very cool so what were what were the practices like for obviously for the grid obviously they their movements are a lot different and like how do you how are you able to train to, you know, do those type of movements that they're asking for? So that is also, that's also funny. The very, my very first, uh, grid match, it was a grid six. Um, there was a triple touch in it. It was purple, burp, purple, um, burpee, triple touch. And prior to that, I had ripped my hands so bad on muscle ups that I had never, I had never even tried a triple touch. 
And the coach was like, Hey, like you need to go, like, we're about to go. Like you need to practice. You need, do you know, do you even know how to do a triple touch? And I was like, no, like I have no clue. And he goes, you, you want to go try? And I was like, Nope. <laughs> like my hands are shredded right now. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it out there. And like, sure enough, I literally got my very first triple touch on my very first try. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I've actually tried doing those, some of those movements and I'm like, and granted I'm like six, six. So that's kind of a disadvantage anyway, but it's just yeah. like, how are, how are you guys like constantly do those movements all the time, especially with like the toes to bar to like chest to bar, chest to bar. And like, even like the triple, um, triple that you talked about, it's just like, how, how the heck can you guys like cycle those at like all at once? It's, those are a lot of work. And that's like the thing, like coming in handy as a gymnast, like my body awareness is like very good. So like being able to do a triple touch on the first try, I don't, I don't think anybody in the league can say they've been able to do that on the first try. Um, so it is a lot of work. It, it's frustrating. They're frustrating too. Like, especially like double touches and triple touch. It's like double unders, yeah. you know, it takes forever to get a double under. And it's like, it's just one of those frustrating things, but, um, practice just like anything else. If you yeah. want to do it, you'll, you'll get it. You'll figure it out. Very cool. And so I, um, when I talked to Hannah, they said that like, well, she said that with like, when you do the grid stuff, you owe, you're like, I have a specialty. So mm -hmm. what is, what is your specialty for your team? Um, so I'm what they call a utility player. So I do everything. So what there is, there's body weight specialists who are like the little gymnasts, little guys and girls that just basically do body weight stuff like pull-ups, muscle-ups, rope climbs, handstand push-ups, handstand walks. Um, and then you got like your strength specialists, everyone who's moving the barbell. Um, like that's where you get like the big beefy dudes who are snatching 225 for multiple reps. Um, and then you have utility players and that's someone who kind of does everything. Okay. Um, so I do everything. I do all the barbell work, all the gymnastics work, all a little bit of everything. Yeah. So do, would you rather stick with the gymnastics or like do more barbell work? Um, for me specifically, I have, it, it varies per team. Um, for my team specifically, I have a lot stronger girls on my team. Yep. Um, so I'll do a lot more gymnastics stuff than I will barbell stuff, but I'll, I'm still able to do the barbell stuff. So like, depending on what the move is or what the skill or that the, um, movement is for the race, um, you'll, you'll definitely see me on a barbell, especially if it's, if it's like cycling, like hang snatches or hang cleans, I'm like really good at cycling a barbell, but like, mm -hmm. um, as far as like the ladder goes and like clearing a ladder, like I have a lot stronger girls who are better just at like solid lifting than me. Um, so I'll like put them ahead of me and like that kind of stuff and like kind of focus it, it's very strategic it's, it really depends on the match format like some match formats are more body weight like emphasized and some are more strength so it really just depends on the match honestly okay very cool and uh, yeah. with the matches like who sets up like the programming for you guys Is uh the league does oh, the league? Okay. yeah 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 the league sends it out you know the whole program season ahead of time before the season so you know every match it's all laid out for the entire season Okay. So then you just, the coaches and owners are the ones that strategize their team and their players. And then, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So um, you became an athlete with grid and then all of a sudden you became a coach. What made you get involved coaching? So <laughs> I wasn't going to, so I was very committed to my very first FGL team. I was like Tampa Bay brigade through and through. There was no convincing me otherwise. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to go to another team. I didn't care to play for another team. We were crushed it. We never lost a match. Um, and then I moved down South and there was an extra team opening. And one of the guys that goes to my gym 
um, bought the team and he was like, please, like, we'll let you be the assistant coach. Like you've been doing great for longer. Like we would love to have you like be the captain assistant coach and like help us like strategize. He's like brand new to the sport. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I like straight up told him no a few times. I was like, I can't, I, just, I can't leave the brigade. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. He, he finally convinced me. Um, and then COVID hit and that the season was completely canceled and he and the other owner actually dropped out. And I was like, Oh, well now what do I do? Um, so long story short, I basically was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just buy the team. Um, so I got one of my other players to like buy in with me. So now, now we own it. So now I'm coach owner, <laughs> manager, like all, all of everything. Very cool. Very cool. So Athlete, yeah. How, how does like, with this, are there any new teams coming around or like just have like some random, like, you know, like say like, I don't know if Orlando has a team, but like, let's just say if someone from Orlando is like, Hey, I want to start a, my, I get my own grid team. Like how, do, how, what's the process of going from like, you know, thinking about it to actually being an owner? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a long process. Honestly, I don't, I'm not sure if the FGL will add any other teams. Um, we have eight teams. There's four in the North and four in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is actually they're at the very beginning level, like where the FGL started, but there are other actual leagues. Um, there's the East grid league and then the Atlantic grid league. So there's okay. two other leagues that have started out and they start out at the base where like at the beginning, I was talking about grid sixes just to get like the community involved and like get them to learn about the sport and grid six, anybody can do. So they have like double single or double single and triple a teams. So it's just like your scaled RX, blah, blah, blah. So anybody and everybody can compete in these okay. um, just to get the community knowing about the sport and like what it is. Um, and then it starts building up into people buying teams and becoming like a semi pro is kind of where we're at right now with the FGL. Um but it's happening. It's definitely happening. And there's, there's numerous people that reach out and are like, how do we own a team? How do we start the league? How do we like, you know, Texas is like really big. Texas is trying to get a, a league too. So oh, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So would they, would they have like Texas teams and Florida teams like play each other or what? Like would that's they the goal? Okay. That's the, okay. that's the very end goal. So like eventually, like hopefully we would have like numerous, have you ever, there, there was a pro league. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I the remember N- yeah. the N- NPGL. Yeah. So, um, obviously that went down. So what had happened is the commissioner of the FGL um, was actually the owner of the Miami surge. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and obviously like everybody loves the sport. Everybody that like watches the sport is like obsessed with it. So yeah. it's not the sport itself. It's just like building the business model to make that actual sport work. Like you got to grow it from the ground up, right? Not, you can't just pour money, multi-millions of dollars into a sport that nobody has no idea about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's growing it from the ground up, and that is like the end goal is to get it to that pro league again, where the athletes are getting paid, and um, multiple different states have these leagues, and then at the end it would be like a huge championship. So that's cool. the end goal. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So, do you think the original grid league was like way too big, like too quick? Yeah. I mean, that would be something you'd probably have to talk to the commissioner about. I don't know like a ton about it. Um, I know, I know a lot of, I know like a decent amount about it, but I think it was just like, for example, like the very first match was at the Madison square. They, they rented out Madison square garden, you know, and there's like, and there's like four people in there because nobody knows what grid is. Like, how are you going to go rent out Madison square garden for a sport that nobody has no idea what it is? 
Yeah. You know, so it's like, I think, I think they just poured like way too much money into it. Well, way too quick. Cause it's not the sport. I mean, you have Brooke Wells that played Noah Olsen. You had Matt Frazier. You have Annie Thoris daughter, all of these high level games athletes played and they love the sport. You know, it's, it's not the sport. Um, so yeah, just, we got to slowly start building it back up. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of the videos that I do see, especially on like Instagram or like uh, anything else, it's always like the Florida grid league and you guys just go, ham like right off the bat like just sprint to the sprint to the spot where you're doing do the movement and then sprint back so how as a coach and an owner how do you like like talk to your guys when they're working out being like okay hey you know get out you know next guy in like how does that whole process go um we play it out we've gotten to know and most obviously you have you get to know your athletes really well yeah. Um, you know, who, who needs to go in, like, bec- it's because, you know, the match formats ahead of time, um, you, you pretty much like know who's going to go where and when. Um, and if you don't like a lot of people, like you'll ask people to like send videos, um, just to see who's faster at certain things. And that's the thing that's different about grid and CrossFit is it's a completely different stimulus. Like you'll get like all these great, great CrossFitters who like think they're going to be great at grid. And it is, it's different. Like it's a, it's a different animal. Like you give your a hundred percent when you're on the grid, you're a hundred percent, like you're at a hundred percent capacity, you know, like whereas CrossFit, you're like going maybe 65 to 75, you know, you're not exerting all of your energy. So it's, it's different bursts that like regular CrossFit people are like, oh, I could do that like easily. And then you get like a really good CrossFitter to do grid. And they're like, oh my God, that was so hard. And you've only been out there for 20 seconds. <laughs> like, you know, um, it's totally different. Um, it's so much fun, but you get to know your athletes well enough ahead of time um, that you know where to place them. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. So with, with your team, do you do like, obviously like let's just say if an athlete's moving to like a different area of Florida, do you kind of do like a trade or do you just like let them go off to like the, the net other team and kind of, you know, find another, another position, another person to fill the spot? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So you get, I, I think a full, we don't have a full roster. There's only a couple teams that have an actual full roster. And I think a full roster, it's either eight guys and eight girls or nine guys and nine girls. One of the two, it's either 16 or 18 people. I can't remember. Um, but no, so actually half of my team lives up north, like eight hours away. I have someone that lives in Louisiana. I have someone that lives in New Jersey. Um, and the Jacksonville team, actually like 90% of their athletes live in Texas. So yeah, they fly in for all of these matches. So it doesn't matter where you live. Um, I think there's only, the Miami team's really the only team that all of their athletes are local. Everyone else has people that are out of state. Wow. Okay. And then like yeah. you do, obviously there's like eight, eight matches. So how, how long of a span does that like, does that last? The match itself? No, no. I'm just saying like, you know, the season pretty much. Sorry. Oh, the season. Um, it, it varies. Like they're switching it up. Um, it's kind of changed every year um, because we try to work around CrossFit because a lot of the athletes are CrossFit athletes. Yeah. So we got to work around, you know, Wadapalooza and the games. Like we have a bunch of like people that are playing for the teams that are, like gone to the games, you know, so like, we got to work around CrossFit a lot. So the season's kind of moved and shifted every year a little bit, but generally they're like two to three months. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, um, where do you, where do you see your team like for the future? winning everything. 
we are four and right now. Nice. <laughs> Hoping to keep that streak. Um, honestly, I think, and it's crazy because I've had almost every single team, like team owner and head coach come up to me and be like, how do you have like such a cohesive team? Like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I Instagram stalked <laughs> and I asked people to be on my team. That's all I did. Um, but no, my team is like very cohesive. So, and like, that's like one thing with grid is like, if you don't have good communication with every single one of your athletes, and if all of the athletes don't get along, like it, it doesn't go well. Like mm-hmm. you can't have one athlete bickering at another athlete because then it just relays to everything going down the grid. Um, so as far as co- like, as far as like where I see my team going, honestly, we're the, I think we have the best cohesiveness in the league. So I think that's going to get us extremely far. Very cool. Yeah. So how do you handle like difficult situations with like little like arguments or something like that with, with teammates, you just kind of say like, Hey, not now wait till later. Or like, how do you like, how do you like involve like that whole team dynamic that you have? I'm always honest and upfront with my whole team. Like there's never behind each other's back and I have never had an issue. I've never, none of my athletes have ever argued. So there's literally been zero issues. And that's, what's crazy is like on the brigade, there was never like really, there was never like bickering or issues. It was just that the cohesiveness wasn't ever there. Like there was definitely like clicks, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and, and that's the, that's the sucky part. And so it's like, I didn't realize that until I got a new team that that team was like that, you know? Um, and it's a whole new team now. I don't know. It was just like, um, so I have no, I'm not like saying anything. I don't mean it like that. No, no, no. It was like, no, no, I understand. <laughs> but, it was like, it was at the time that you were like, when you were there. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, there, there was never any arguing. It was just like, we know, like the, it was just clicky and my group, like all, like for how many, for how many different personalities we have on my team. There's never been anybody that's ever questioned anybody or that's gotten in an argument or anything. Like we were in a huge group chat and everyone like you send like a workout video, everyone's like cheering you on and like, yeah, like you got this. And it's, I've never had to deal with any argument issues. I hope I don't ever have to. <laughs> Knock on wood. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's really impressive to have that. Cause obviously like even professional teams, they have like beefs with like teammates and you really don't see like, a, you know, a, a team that actually is that like molds together like super well there's always like at least like a couple outliers but that's amazing that like your whole team is you know very you know all about the team very helpful with each other and like no bickering which which is amazing so yeah good, good unheard of. that's amazing thank you thank you <laughs> very cool so um do you guys have like team meetings for like all the like the owners of the you know, of the Florida grid league to like meet like once a year to kind of gauge on like what the next year plan is and like how to grow the, grow the, um, you know, the grid league. Yeah, no, actually we have a call every two weeks. Oh, okay. There's a whole team owner call every, every two weeks to talk yeah. about anything and everything. Yeah. That works. That's very cool. Yeah, we're, we're all, all the team owners love each other. It's all, and it's, it's honestly like a whole, like it all comes down to like the team owners and like what the team owners think like is best like that's what's going to help it grow you know yeah, yeah i agree i like the two i like the two-week thing so typically yeah once a year and it's just like is that really worth it so yeah so, nope every every two weeks awesome. so where do you where do you typically have like the match obviously i know it's in a box but like do you have like certain gyms that you actually like you know use a space on like the weekends or whenever the matches are yeah so um actually up north we have them at a place called Valor Fitness. They're 
um, and they, they're an equipment uh, company um, and they're our main sponsor. They're actually the main sponsor for the FGL. Um, okay, cool. So all of, all of the North matches are held at Valor, um, which is a huge warehouse. So it's not even a gym. It's basically just like an empty warehouse for the FGL. Um, <laughs> the owner of the owner of Valor just like is obsessed with grid. So he has flags up of all the teams and everything. It's super cool. Um, but down here in the South, we, because we don't have a venue like that, um, we've, we just use a gym. Okay. Yeah. We just ran out of gym. How, how big do you typically have to have the gym? Like, you know, a couple thousand square feet or like what, like, or like 20,000 square feet. How big, how, how big the um, is the gym that you need for all the stuff you do? Um, I think it needs to, I want to say the minimum we need is 7,000 square feet. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big size. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. Cool. The grid's massive. It's massive. Yeah. So, um, when I was researching you, you actually have a blog called don't be a bitch. So I I, do. first of all, I love, I love that title. So what made, what, made you, what made you get into like the blog space and why did you name it? Don't be a bitch. Um, so originally I'm like an avid traveler. Like I love traveling. I wanted to start a travel blog. Um, and I'm a decent writer. Like I love to write and I've just, I just never published it. Like I would never publish it. Like, I don't know why I'm like that person that will just write for days, but then I don't share it with anyone. So it's like, to me, it's fine. But my boyfriend, like I've shown my boyfriend a couple of things. He's like, you really should like, start, you need to like post. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, and it ended up like, he like, he's like, I think you could like really like inspire people if you start writing and like getting your like stuff out there. And so I still don't have very many posts on my blog because I, I have like a million like sitting in my Google docs and I'm like, I don't know if I should like edit them or finish them or like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, so it started as me wanting to do a travel blog and then my boyfriend's like, you're really good. Like you should do it. And I'm like, I know just one of those things that I never followed through with. And so he helped me follow through with it. Um, and don't be a bitch kind of came from that too. It's like, you, you got to just kind of do it like if you're gonna do like don't be a bitch and just do something like you got to do it you know yeah, yeah. um so that, that kind of started from him and the name kind of all came from him and everything too i think like, that's actually like genius that's perfect because then i can still i can still like integrate so many different things in with that that it doesn't have to be like travel specific so it's yeah like okay. it, it can be more general and broad about like numerous life things it can be about fitness it can be about travel it can be like a bunch of stuff very cool. Very cool. So, um, I, I did see you actually give challenges to people. Um, you know, and it, it, it looks like it's been very effective for the challenges that you actually post on there. So how do you think of the challenges? How do you like get people involved with, with the challenges and you know, what, you know, how successful, how successful has the, um, the challenges been? Um, they were really good. I was doing, I was doing really good. And that was like one of those things where like, if you're not consistent with it, it starts dropping, Yeah. you know, it's, yep. so I did so good at first. It's like the very first challenge. And I think everybody should do this challenge. Um, and I don't know where or how or why I got it. I just, it just came to me, but it was don't use your phone or don't look at your phone for the first hour of the day. And that was like the most successful like challenge I've ever done. And everyone, everyone did it like the first day they were like, Holy shit, that was really hard. I'm like, yeah, like, isn't that like the most ridiculous thing that people like the first thing they gravitate to in the morning is their phone. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, to, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's checking email, checking text, checking social media, it's like you just gravitate towards it. So it's like, 
like the first hour you're like, oh, like I can't not look at my phone. Um, so that was the most successful one. Um, but yeah, they've just been a bunch of random ones, stuff like that. And then I, I started getting into like the fitness challenge. I did like the first, it's called, it was called like the first 50 of forever. It was like the first 50 days of the new year. Um, yep. So obviously I'll do like those fitness challenges, but I think it's more of like the mental stuff that helps people more than the fitness. You can reach out to a million different fitness influencers on social media and get some sort of inspiration, but it's like, you need something beyond the fitness to like help, you know? Yeah. yeah just like when everyone was in quarantine, everyone, all the fitness influencers are doing like bodyweight workouts and I, I I'm, I'm guilty of that. So I have to admit. So, I mean, cause I was like, all right, well, I knew I do have a, like a some very small platform, but maybe someone might do the workout. Yeah. Who knows? But I, I do like the mental side of the whole thing because obviously, you know, people see people doing workouts and they're like, I can't do that. They don't have the, you know, they don't think they can manage it. And so having a mental challenge or even like, hey, do like walk up the stairs like five times or something like that. Just, you know, something like that. Or even like with the cell phone, you know, I think that's a huge benefit compared to, you know, just showing videos to somebody. Right. Right. And you, so are you, are you, do you kind of like put a pause on the, on the posting of those at all? Or are you just still kind of like slowly doing it once in a while? It's at a pause, but it's, it's starting again. The start button has been pushed. There's been, there's things being added to it to hopefully, um, I don't coach at like a physical gym anymore. So like now that was like the main thing is like, like time. Like I, like I, I always use the time excuse, you know, like I don't have time. And so now it's like, okay, I don't work at the gym anymore. Like, instead of being there, I don't need to replace it. Like I am replacing it with my, don't be a bitch stuff. Like, so the start button's pushed. We're going, <laughs> it was paused before the time excuse. And I hate that I ever use that excuse. Cause it could have been so much further ahead by now, but yeah. it's moving, it's moving. So are you looking to do like a weekly post or like bi-weekly? What's, what's kind of like the new, new idea of the whole, don't be a bitch. Um, I haven't released anything yet. I haven't really said anything yet. Um, I probably won't do weekly or bi-weekly. I'm thinking maybe monthly as far as don't be a bitch, like the mental challenges, maybe monthly. Um, but I'm adding onto it in a different way. I'll okay. say that for now. Okay. I don't want you to spill the beans yet, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's for, for me starting this like podcast, like my, instead of don't be a bitch, mine was like, screw it, just do it. So, and I like, like that. I like yeah, that. I, so I got that from a book from uh, Richard Branson. He, he wrote it and he was okay. like, his, his motto was like, just do it. Screw it. Just do it. And so like, you know, he would, he, that's how he met like Phil Collins, just saying, screw it, just do it. Like him, like doing other things. And so, you know, I was originally, I've said this story before, but I originally had like two other people to do this podcast with me, but it was like the scheduling wise was just impossible to find, you know, two people in like three people all at once and to do a podcast. So I was like, you know what, screw it, just do it. I'm just going to do it by myself. Yeah. And, you know, and here we go. And so and I'm glad I did even the t-shirts too. Cause mm-hmm. like with the t-shirts, I was, I was holding it off and I was like, all right, I have the design. I have the shirt. I have the guy that can do it, the print, the shirts out, but it's just like, am I ready yet? And it's just like, you know, you're never going to be ready. Like you could be, you would say you're ready to like in a month, but you're not gonna be ready that time either. So, 
you know, just do it. And, you know, I, I learned a lot because the guy that I did it with, he did it. Um, he did a heat press on it and it wasn't like every wash it was like the whole logo would break off. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I need to do, I need to get someone that can screen print. And so I was like looking around for that. And then like, it's, you know, it was like, there's a lot of speed bumps for owning a t-shirt company and even doing a podcast too. And it's just like, I've learned so much from, you know, doing stuff like this. And I recommend you should like, at least with blog posts, like at least try to do it like once a month, like once yeah. a week at least. Right. So, you know, yeah. staying consistent is huge. So, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. That is like, that's also like the mindset and mind factor. Like that I talk about in like some of the, I don't remember it's in the intro somewhere on my blog is just like the mental, like mind thing. I was about to say the F word. <laughs> No, you're, um, okay. you can drop this f bomb. It's all good. Oh, I literally said the mental mind fuck of just not following through with it. It's like they're sitting there. It's like, why do I not? Like, why am I not just posting them? Like, they're there. Not like they're done. It's not like I don't have anything I can't post. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm having like a like writer's block. Like, I have things that I post. I'm just like, you know, it's it's terrible. It's a terrible mind thing. But um, screw it. Just do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. Yeah. Pretty so, much. That- I mean, that was, that was a huge help learning that, learning that whole thing. And, you know, and my wife's uh, a fashion blogger too. So she has like a huge following on social media and like, she's always posting stuff like every single day. Like, and it's just like, for me, like this past couple of weeks, cause like I, I got COVID and stuff like that. I can't work out. And if like, you literally looked at my, my weight room, it's like, just like ladders and shit everywhere. So, and it's just like, it's hard to even do a workout when you're sick and you got to watch out for your you know your family too so it's just like i want to post something but and then there's another thing i don't want to post just like some random crap right right so, but but speaking of posting i i did see a post that you tip it you don't like posting like your lifts on instagram yeah i don't ever do i don't know why i don't really ever usually video them it just you just never like do like showing people like how you lift or anything like that or like just it's just like no nah, it's just not my thing yeah, I don't, I don't really know why. I got thinking about that. I'm like, I just peer on my snatch. I should post this. Um, all of my posts are like just random pictures. Like I never post videos. I'll post like stories of me working out, but I never like make an actual post. And it's like something just like lit a fire. It's like, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to post this lift. Um, when I hit, I think it's like a weird thing too, where you know when you like just kind of plateau and crossfit and you don't get prs very often anymore so it's like i i just i don't want to post my back squat that i'm 50 pounds under compared to like my my real back squat that i used to be you know i don't know um i i don't know why i don't post videos i need to post more actual workout videos probably so would you would you know if if you don't mind me saying it but i think you should post your gymnastics stuff especially with like the grid movements and like yeah. which and like almost be like a tutorial tutorial for people to be like hey if you want to learn this this is the way to you know to gauge it and kind of you know attack it that way and i yeah. think i think that'd be a huge hit for you yeah i probably should post i actually do have a double touch and triple touch tutorial on youtube yeah, yeah. through the through the league i probably should post them i always like do the swipe ups when i get tagged and other stuff um but i've never like made the actual post of it smart I, I, should. <laughs> I, I, consider, I mean, especially like you got a pretty sweet, like rig set up outside your, is that your, your backyard too? So, I mean, yeah. I would, I would consider it. So. Might like, be something you, added on to don't be a bitch. 
Yep. I mean, like <laughs> you don't have anybody that could like stare at you the whole time. Like it's like, you know, right. you, get, you get weirded out. I mean, so it's like, you know, you got this whole rig in the back backyard and you could just use it for tutorials or, you know, I mean, you post pictures and stuff like that, but like, I mean, I would, I would do that. That would probably kill it. Yeah. Yeah. You're letting the cigarette out of the bag right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're easing your way into the stuff I don't want to tell. Yeah, well, I'm, no. yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I, I, so I, when I do like a lot of, you know, re I do a good amount of research on everybody. So it's like, I right. kind of want to see like, you know, what they're doing and, you know, maybe help them out in some way. And, you know, I kind of like, you know, give people some advice here and there, you know, and just see if it yeah. sticks. Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. You're, you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. Um, okay. That's the whole, yeah, that's why we have like that whole, I got like that whole setup and I'm like building it up, trying to like make it look nice is for literally what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, and you can post it on TikTok too, if you have a TikTok. I do have a TikTok. You know, I don't use TikTok. I actually got a decent following for never using TikTok. I posted one stupid video and it went viral and I somehow managed to get like over 20,000 followers for it. So oh, <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm literally, it's just like me walking. I don't know how it got so many views, but yeah. And then um, backflips in, in the middle of a grocery store. So like I started getting a lot of videos, like I started getting a lot of followers, followers from that. Um, someone challenged me to do a hundred backflips in a day. So I did a hundred backflips in one day and it was mid COVID. So obviously like there's lines. So like, I just made this ridiculous video of me doing like a backflip, like waiting in line to get to a grocery store. And then I finally got in the grocery store and I did like a backflip in like the, like all the different aisles and like, <laughs> I did like a backflip and grabbed like a bottle of wine and like those videos just got like viral and went, all right, well, it's fun. Do backflips for follows. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. And you can promote your, your don't be a bitch blog on it too. So, I mean, yeah. you get a... I don't know. I, I, do you, do you feel like obviously social, there's some good things with social media and bad, that, that bad things with social media. Do you feel like, you know, everyone's kind of, they, it was from like Facebook, then transition, transitioning over to Instagram. And now like everyone's kind of leaning over to TikTok or like, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm late to the game in all things social media. Like I, I had Facebook when everyone had Facebook and then I got Instagram, like three years after people were got Instagram, I didn't even know what it was. That's when people mm -hmm. started using like Snapchat and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't even have it. Like, I didn't even, my sister made my Instagram. She's like, look, you need, she's seven years younger than me. She's like, listen, you need an Instagram. I'm like, I don't need an Instagram. Like I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that. Whatever. So she made me an Instagram and now all I do is Instagram. And like, I don't, I don't ever get on TikTok. Like I have a TikTok and i I'm not good at social media. I'm learning. I'm learning because it obviously it's in a good way. Like it helps it, you can like reach a lot of people and like inspire and help a lot of people, but I'm not techie like I at all. Yeah. So any, anything like that is I need help on it. <laughs> yeah. Same here with like TikTok. I, I posted one video and it went like, I think I got like 600,000 views on it. And that was it. And like every, every other one I've had, has like maybe a couple thousand, if that, and I'm mm -hmm. like, how would how does this work and like even like my wife my wife does her like like just um like clothing changes like so she'll stand to the camera jump and she'll be in a new outfit and i'm like okay and then like how do you put like the wording in? like i'm just so inept when it comes to tiktok it's just like 
I don't, I don't know. It's like, you know, I'll try to have my wife ask me to like to help me do something. And it's like, I forget it. I'll just, I won't even post anything. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, as far as TikTok goes. Yeah. Like I was like, well, and my sister was trying to show me like all this stuff you do. I'm like, whoa, 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 that that's too much time. Yeah. I just need a 15 second video. and I just need an upload. That's all I need. Like, yeah. I don't need no 30 minute, like figuring out how to transition from the jump to the, you know, not for me. Yeah. you. <laughs> I, I literally hear my wife like jumping from like the second, like on the second story, because I'm like, okay, she's just doing a clothing change, like, or just something like that. So it's like, I know she's, I know she's doing something and like, it would take her like 15, 10, 15 minutes or even longer to do it. And it's just like, is, is that really worth the time to do this? I mean, I mean, if you, if you enjoy it, fine, but it's like, I don't really see a benefit to like doing a video that takes like 15, 20 minutes to. Yeah. Get I, don't, I don't Yeah. I mean, maybe if I, if I need to, if I need to veer in that direction at some point, I'll make myself learn it. But as of now, I'll just stick to the, I, I like the basics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with, I mean, with the Florida grid league, if they, I mean, do they have a TikTok? They I, do. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that would, that's, that would be huge for them, especially with all the crazy movements you guys do and post it on social media for that. Like I see it on Instagram all the time, but like if someone posted on TikTok, gosh, I can't imagine like how many views it would get. I'm not sure. I mean, they're over 300,000 on Instagram. Um, I, I want to say they have more on TikTok. I can imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Those videos do really well on TikTok. Yeah. Cause everyone can't do it. And they're like, Oh, what the right. hell is going on? And then like, they just, people like write comments and just like talk shit the whole time. And it's just like, you guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys have no clue what you're doing. Like talking about, so yeah. shut up, just, just watch. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So, um, we're getting close to the end. So I have a couple questions for you. So, um, are you, do you, obviously we talked about your blog a little bit. Are you, do you have any plans of doing like a, a, a podcast or, you know, a YouTube channel for don't be a bitch at all? Am I, YouTube. you're getting, you're getting into it again. <laughs> no YouTube. Okay. Okay. When, when do yeah. you think the first video is coming out? Um, I'm calling you out on this one. Yeah, you are calling me out on this one. And that's part of the whole setup outside. Um, very soon. Um, I'm going to start filming soon. It's one of those things where I am going to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to have things just sitting in Google docs. Like I just don't want to have a bunch of videos just sitting there that I need to post, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. so I'm just going to try to do them like back to back to back. Um, I don't have an exact timeline, but it's soon, very soon. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave it as that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, other than being, you know, an athlete, a blogger, I know you talked about traveling is one thing you like to do. Is there anything else that you like to do for fun? Anything outdoors in the sunshine. Okay. Not the like paddle boarding, <laughs> kayaking, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm from Idaho. So like I grew up like camping and four wheeling and like hiking, being in the mountains, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, anything outdoors in the sunshine, I'm all, I'm there. <laughs> all right. All right. Very cool. So, um, what have, what has been one of your favorite places that you've traveled to? Thailand. Ooh. Thailand is my favorite place that I've ever been to. And I've been to so a lot. Jealous. I've been to a lot of places. So jealous. Yeah. That's like one of the bucket that in Australia. I would love to love to go. Yeah. Um, I went to Thailand by myself actually for an entire month. 
it was like a trip of it was crazy it was the best learning experience I've ever like up until this point in my life that trip is like the biggest like influence of like who I am today okay very cool awesome yeah yeah um I obviously you have like a uh, an arm arm tattoo like a whole like arm yes tattoo. so um which one's your favorite tattoo and what are some of the meanings of some of them actually so this I got this elephant in, in Thailand oh cool yeah um and it's so funny well one I knew like Thailand just took a little piece of my heart and I was like, I need to leave Thailand with something other than, you know, something that's going to break in my suitcase probably. (laughs) Um, But it was crazy. I, there was this elephant that I went, like I found him like two weeks into my trip, like on the side of the road. And then I, I I went every day to feed him. Like I would like just get on my little scooter and like ride to this elephant. And it's like, it's the craziest thing because like you look them in the eyes and like, you can tell, like they are just like the most loving, like caring creatures. And so like an elephant, like it became like my favorite animal. And I was like, I am like in love with Thailand. I just fell in love with elephants. Like I'm getting an elephant tattoo. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely have, like, I have to bring my, my wife and I have to go to go there or like something over there, like Bali too. I, I heard that place is amazing. So yeah. Yeah, I got to go. So um, let's just say, you know, you stopped being, you know, you stopped your blog, you stopped doing CrossFit, um, you stopped being an owner. How do you want people to know you as? Some sort of like, I want people to like know me as an inspiration of some sort. Whether that be like through Don't Be a Bitch, I know like I've had like numerous, it's crazy because for the little amount that I've done with Don't Be a Bitch, I've had so many people reach out and be like, look, like you've helped me a lot, whether you know it or not. Like these little posts where that you were like a hellion of a child basically. And then like you've grown into what you are now, like just like inspired them, like beyond like the physical thing, you know? Um, it's cool that like people look up to me as like a fitness inspiration. That's cool. But there's like a million people out there that, that can do that. I want to be more than just fitness, you know, like, and that's what I was saying, like the mental, the mental thing of it. Cause I feel like I'm such a, like a head case in myself and not very many people talk about that. You know, people are like, Oh, my fitness journey. Like I used to be this and now I'm this, you know, it's like, I am a head case. I'm still a head case. And like, I want to let people know that like, I, have like actual issues like internal issues myself like that and I've like overcome things to get to where I am now so just more of like an inspiration outside of fitness something like on top of fitness that I can help people with okay very cool so do you have a favorite book you like to read or like to give out as a gift oh my gosh I hate reading (laughs) 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 no actually if I were to ever give a gift now as a book, it would, it's called who moved my cheese. Okay. Never heard of that one before. Okay. Um, this is so funny. I went to St. Thomas. I went to the Virgin islands, um, a few months ago and our Airbnb host, um, such a cool dude. Like I, we got talking to this dude for a long time and we got talking about books and like, I was like, I hate reading. And he goes, I'm telling you, you need to read this book. It's like written for a kindergartner. like anybody can read this book it takes an hour to read not even if you're really good um but it's like it's such I just I would that's if I hadn't that was that that's my answer to that question who moved my cheese I think everybody should read that 
Okay. All right. Do you know who, who wrote it? Um, I actually have it right here. I keep it on my desk or on my coffee table just so I can look at it and be reminded about very Spencer Johnson. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's a quick read, I'll definitely read it. I'm, I'm down good. for that. I, I, I'm trying to get back into reading a lot more because obviously having two kids, it's a little difficult and like obviously podcasting. So I try to get like, since, since I've been like stuck at home with COVID, I've been kind of reading a book a little bit and I'm actually reading the, uh, the new chip gains book, no pain, no gains. Okay. So, I mean, it's not bad. It's about networking. So I was just like, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's a pretty kooky guy. So I was like, you know, all right, let's read his book and try that out. So yeah, you like it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good so, so far. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm reading right now. I'm at the part where he's talking to his in-laws are like talking about him. And so okay. he told a bit of story of like how he how he first introduced um, himself to his to a jo Joanna's uh, father. And he would have like cowboy boots, like, you know, tube socks up to his knees, like jean shorts and like this raggedy old white shirt. And he asked his asked her dad to see if I could if he could date her. And he's just like looked at him and said, no. <laughs> it took a little while to like you know break into yeah. like yeah to, to actually like date date her for the first time so right yeah. oh wow okay it's funny nice. it, it's it's all right it's not bad so yeah um, all right next question what's in your gym bag too many pairs of knee sleeves i don't know why i have four pairs of knee sleeves um a belt thumb tape punch gunk I use punch gunk a lot now. It's like better than icy hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, I put it on like before, like I have terrible knees. So like it helps let me, like my knees warm up. Yeah. Um, that's like it. Like a lot of, a lot of thumb tape actually. Um, I don't wear grips and I don't wear lifters. So like, like all that normal stuff, I, I jump rope. I got my jump rope. Yeah. Um, uh, like usually I have like some sort of sweat rag in there. Okay. <laughs> or towel. okay. Awesome. All right. So, um, what are your goals for the rest of the year? Um, it could be personal, could be like, you know, gridly could be like, you know, your blog or could, it could be anything pretty much. Yeah. Um, for the rest of the year, one win grid championships on a personal note, get my, my secret, my secret should be out by the end of the year. Okay. In, it should be in full swing by the end of the year. Okay. That is my goal. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, so where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about your blog or the challenges or like grid league or, you know, obviously you've already had people asking you about starting a, a team and everything like that. So where can people reach out to you? Um, my Instagram is Briley Hansen, B-R-Y-L-E-I-G-H-H-A-N-S-E-N. <laughs> um, or email me at, it's Briley at don'tbeabitch.blog. <laughs> awesome very cool well thank you very much for doing this i i really do appreciate you taking the time just to talk to me and kind of you know hear your experiences through crossfit and actually the grid league too awesome yeah thank you so much for having me all right thank you Bye.